I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. NFL is here. It's here. We got the Super Bowl odds. Kansas City favored 6-1. to one. Baltimore, 6.5-1. to one. San Fran, 10-1. to one. Tied next, Tampa Bay and the Saints at 12-1. to one. Those are the Super Bowl favorites entering the start of the season this week. NBA title odds. Clippers favor two to one. Lakers three to one. Miami, Boston, both of them five to one. In that Boston Toronto series, Raptors entered as clearly the better team. Now there's been a five point swing in favor of Boston. Here comes a full hour of all that with the Vegas truth and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas. It is Tuesday. Some people think it's Monday. It's not. That was yesterday. In studio, though, on a Tuesday, yes, he's working hard. A couple times a year, he feels it. Steve Fezzik. What's happening, Steve? I'm feeling it, RJ. How excited are you? NFL almost upon us. College football has started. NBA playoffs. Uh, has college football really started? What's <laughs> <laughs> been the best game so far? You know, they've been so one-sided. Southern Miss getting upset, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't meet the criteria of best. <laughs> but we do have that coming up, and we are live from Las Vegas. We're live, as we said, on a Tuesday, and we're live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And it really is, I think, because of the lack of preseason games that this start of the season has snuck up on us. And also, not in our prep or anything, we're ready to go. And we've been previewing, counting down, and we've got how many teams left, Fez? Three left. Three. So we got today team number three, tomorrow, let me think, team two, and then I think on Thursday it'll be team one. Opening night. It, there you go. And there might be a correlation to who's playing on opening night and team number one. And as we said, Kansas City is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Baltimore right behind them. And they're clearly the two best teams, at least based on win totals. But the Vegas lead for us, what can you bet today? Sports bettors do listen for the money. Sports fans know more than their buddies. We're going to do an NBA recap. Let's be candid. A lot of people engage with the games this weekend. Others more engaged with hamburgers and hot dogs and such. And others, I've heard rumors, beer. Perhaps there's some beer involved. We, you know, as long as it's legal and safe, we're happy with it. What is the biggest story? This is dealer's choice, Steve Fezzik. What is the biggest story in the NBA right now? Oh, you know I'm going to pick Boston because it's a rare bet that I'm looking good with you. Uh, I've got Boston and you've got Toronto. And Boston clearly has separated in terms of Vegas thinking who the better team is. Okay, now Vegas is not always right, because if they were, you'd be broke, 
right? Yes. Because remember, guys, and if you're new to batting, and about half of our audience doesn't bat, and we love that because they love the way that Vegas thinks, that analytical, that dollars and cents, that no-nonsense. But by definition, if you win at sports betting, you are disagreeing with Vegas. Because who is Vegas? Vegas is the aggregation of everyone's opinions. It's the wisdom of crowds. Now, everyone's this isn't democracy. When the drunk guy bets $10, he's taken one way, let's say irrelevant. Steve Fezzik walks in, you know, let's be candid, sometimes in disguise. Now, we know about your disguises when the Cowboys are in town. No, not the Dallas Cowboys. Now, explain to me what you do <laughs> when the Cowboys are in Vegas. Yeah, so the rodeo's in town. Oh, now, now, when is that? That's in December, and I want to fit in. So I wear my cowboy boots, my cowboy hat, and I just blend in, can get a lot more action in than if I wear my normal outfits. Now, do you, do you speak with an accent? I do not. Do you try not to speak because you don't sound like a cowboy? <laughs> exactly right. That must be very hard for you. It is. I mean, you like to talk. I, you've seen me ham it up in a sports book. Yes. I, I, I mean, listen, you were a, um, let's say, an, uh, the attention you got as a child, you didn't consider to be sufficient. Middle child, I was neglected. Is that, is that fair to say you were neglected? <laughs> That seems a little strong, right? Sorry, Dad. <laughs> so, so you actually, you know what's funny? You probably got more attention than 90% of kids. <laughs> it's somehow, true. somehow you talked yourself into that you were neglected. That's pretty strong. Do you want to retract that? No. All right. Now, you might think he's lying. We actually have vintage footage of Fez explaining in real time about him and the Cowboys. Wore the cowboy boots, cowboy hat, walked around. A lot of action that week. A lot of action. <laughs> I can't lie. People took that different ways. Mm. I'm, you know, I don't judge. We are straight out of Vegas. So do you believe the market? And, and let's quantify this. The first game, it's Boston-Toronto. It was a competitive series. Who was favored coming into the series? Toronto was favored about minus 145. So just a nice, clean favor, but not a gigantic favor. Yes. No home court, obviously. All neutral games. Boston wins the first one, 112.94. Boston wins the second one, 109.99. Toronto with a borderline miracle in the third. They win by one, last second shot. And then game four, Toronto, nice seven-point win. Now, yesterday, Boston dominates 111.89, 3-2. Now, in a regular season, if there's five games played, and let's say Boston plays well in three of them, Toronto plays well in two of them, the adjustment is going to be almost nothing. Like in a, in, a, in a week, in January, and let's say they're not playing each other, they just play. Now... If you're a Boston fan or if you're objectively trying to follow this, you might say, well, but Boston won the clean games and, you know, Toronto had just didn't make that last second shot. It'd be, you know, different series before one. Yeah, no doubt. So let's accept Boston's played and let's just count the games more than five points. I mean, we can say that in an arbitrary sense. So Boston gets game one in that way. It's a tie in game two, tie in game three. Toronto gets game four. Boston gets game five. So by, 
let's toss out the close games because there is a randomness to it, right? Sure. Is two to one Boston. So if it's three games in which a team plays really well two and poorly in one, and vice versa, well in one, poorly in two, how much of an upgrade are you going to give the team playing well and a downgrade on the team playing poorly? A half a point, maybe at most, right? Sure. Now, when we say half a point, what does that mean? That means that Fezzik, professional betters like Fezzik, have a power ranking. And they say, hey, this team is a certain number of points better than the average team in the league. So let's look at your NBA power ratings. Boston right now is how many points better than an average team? Seven and a half. Okay. So if they were playing just an average team, on a neutral, they're favored by seven and a half. Now, if they had that week in which they had the two good games and one bad game— it might have been a half-point upgrade. So maybe they were seven points better. You say a half-point better, right? Okay. Yes. And Toronto, in theory, may be a half-point downgrade. So net-net, that's a point of adjustment. In game one, Toronto was favored by, was it two points? Yes, it was. So neutral court, health the same as now. Now Boston, and this happens tomorrow, is favored by three. Now, that's about a five-point adjustment. What the heck has happened that warrants a five-point relative upgrade of the Celtics over Toronto? It's because Boston has slowed the pace of the game. Toronto loves a fast-paced game. They are the best in the NBA at transition points. They get 28 per game. And Boston has absolutely slowed this series such that Toronto is only averaging 97 points. So the matchup is very poor for Toronto in this series. Well, hold on a second. Hold pace. on a second. So far, it's been poor. Yes. And it's still a close series. Yes. Are we, I mean, did you make, let's be clear about our bet. Months ago, I like Toronto, you like Boston. We made a bet if one of them wins the title, we pay the other one, I think it was like 2000 bucks. It was a nice number. But if neither win the title, nothing happens. Right. Okay. So it wasn't that we looked at the Boston-Toronto series and made it. Now, did you make, can you show us your ticket of your $10,000 bet on Boston in this series? No, I can't. So it wasn't some foregone conclusion that somehow Boston was going to be able to control the pace, right? It was not. And you were looking fat, frankly, with what? Toronto favored to win this series. Not, <laughs> you said a small favorite, but not a negligible favorite. I mean, a significant. They were, it wasn't close to pick them. So your side of the bet was looking good. It was looking fat, apparently. I mean, listen, I, you know, I don't know, Steve. You're in decent shape. I'm not sure you should be pointing fingers, especially in my, you know, better fitness <laughs> today. You're looking fat. I mean, you know, uh, okay. If you say so, I don't. I mean, Matt, what do you think? I think you're looking svelte. Svelte with a V. That's what I'm thinking. Fat with a PH. Don't don't head that. In fact, <laughs> t tag that place. Will do. See, that's how the. I mean, just think. <laughs> Fazic's like, yep, I'm seven and one, and you hear the drop. That's fat with a pH. I mean, come on. <laughs> you just saw a moment of show history right here. Faz, I think you had too many Mountain Dews. How many sodas have you had? I'm on number three. Since when? Today. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got that Adderall prescription. Oh, wait, that's, that was just the rumor. Shh. That's Steve Fezzik and RJ Bell. So, realistically, there's a chance at Toronto, who by most accounts has the best coach in the league, but. Stevens is a great coach. He might be the two best coaches in basketball right now, right? Yes. And it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Nurse is going to be able to figure something out and change the pace of the game to Toronto's benefit, right? Yes. Okay. So what you're saying is 
the fact that Boston is now a three-point favorite when they play on neutral, where entering the series they were a two-point underdog, that five-point adjustment, you're saying some of it is the upgrade and downgrade from the team, each team, but some of it is the matchup considerations have been reevaluated because of what we saw so far. Exactly right. And Toronto has a, a bench player, Powell, who's really good in transition and Toronto's bench is weak. They don't go very deep. So not having Powell be effective in the series has really hurt Toronto as well. Yeah, but that's looking back. I mean, the question, and here's the thing that people got to understand, is in a series, the odds swing drastically, not because there's a reevaluation of the teams. It's usually just the mathematical reality of a seven-game series. You get down 2-0, Maybe you think it's possible you think the team down 2-0 is better than you thought entering. It can happen. That happened Miami-Milwaukee. How so? In that uh, when Miami got up two games to 0, Miami was a minus 150 favorite. But at that point, Vegas still felt Milwaukee was clearly the better team at that time. Yeah, but what I'm saying is even beyond that, a team could be down 2-0 and you've upgraded them. Because of various other situations, it might be, hey, they had two close losses. And fundamentally, and I think if we look at this Boston-Toronto series, you can make the case, Toronto shot um, 40% from the field. Boston's 46. Now, how much of that is, oh, the defensive scheme, and how much of it is they missed some open shots? Sometimes the ball just doesn't go in. Yeah, so the fact that the series is you know, close relatively – and Toronto's six percentage points less free throw or field goal percentage. In a long run, you'd be optimistic. But they've only got one more game to lose. Right. That's the mathematical reality of a seven-game series. All right. So, we'll be talking tomorrow. Jonas is back tomorrow about the Boston Raptors game. Do you think the line's right? Do you – I mean – Right now, if you look at the NBA title odds, you only have two teams with better odds than Boston. You got the Clippers, you got the Lakers, and then you've got tied Miami and Boston at five to one. I mean, do you believe this should be a real reevaluation of Boston or what? I think it's an overreaction. The fact that we were talking, we were questioning who should be favored in the series game after game, and now all of a sudden Boston's laying three. I think Toronto has the value. Okay, so tomorrow we may have a pick on that. And we do have our NFL previews continuing with team number three, San Francisco. Ooh, San Francisco. You know, he only talks about this occasionally, which means every day. But our researcher, McKenzie's actually, is it first cousins with, with uh, Kyle Shanahan? That's right. You guys don't look similar. Jawline, no? Nothing? No, no. I don't know. All right. <laughs> so, so maybe we'll have some extra insight. What we know we'll have for sure is we're going to continue with the NBA and shift to NFL. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Joan is back tomorrow. Steve Fezzik in for a special Tuesday visit. Great day to join us. We got the third best team in the NFL previewed, the San Francisco 49ers. And more NBA talk. Fez is going to have to be held in account for his love of the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Not looking too prescient, as they say. We are the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much, so much for the support. And starting today, effectively, will be the best football season yet. If you bet, 
play fantasy. We're going to help you with that. And as a fan, we're going to make you more knowledgeable while you laugh. If you got to learn, Fez, you learn. But everyone loves to laugh. It's no true. doubt. It's true. And if you can learn and laugh at the same time, blackjack. Well, not the game blackjack. It's, you know, euphemism for like euphoria. Unnatural. <laughs> you can listen on those 225 Fox Sports Radio stations coast to coast right here in Las Vegas. 84 degrees, hazy, the neon is pumping. We got a game starting at 6.30. It involves, well, that's when they say it's a little <laughs> later. It involves the Milwaukee Bucks. What WTF. Yeah, so no Giannis. Look at this line So move. let's be clear. Giannis was, uh, when was he announced out, McKenzie, exactly? About an hour ago, 2.40. And he was unlikely to play, but Miami is now up to a five to five and a half point favor. Think about this, RJ, just last game. So how much game. is Giannis worth? Six points. So you're saying this line, if Gian- now Giannis was questionable right off the injury the last game, so they never built the line or put it up assuming 100% Giannis. If they would have, you think it would have been what? Milwaukee won? Yes. What was the first game? Now, you actually had, and let's give some credit here. I mean, you love credit. Would you agree? I do. Would you? Do you think there's anyone that likes credit more than you? No, I'm always see- seeking the gold Guess star. Guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot dogging in? You, man. It's true, Faz. I mean, no one can deny it. But let's give credit where credit's due. You had Miami in game one. What was the line in that game? Five. And it was five and a half for most of the day. Yes. And you had him in the series. What was the series plus price? Plus 350. So 100, you triple your money in another half. Here's the 50 just for fun. Yes. Okay, so looking good. Now we're saying if Milwaukee was at 100% health, they'd be favored by maybe one in a must win. So which means we're looking at a four or even more point adjustment, again, in favor of the team winning. This seems to be a square facta. I never said that <laughs> word. It's an interesting word. So a super fact, you know, it's a square fact. Why? Because, oh, look, they won the last game. They're better. Wait, they won two straight games? They must be better times two. It's just not the way it is. Why are these lines moving so drastically? I think what's happening is that Giannis went out at the end of the first half, and you've spoken about this oftentimes. So Giannis went out at the end of the first half, of the prior game. Yes, and you've spoken about how oftentimes you get that fallen star and the team all rallies behind him in that very first game he's at. Well, the other team relaxes a little bit and the team says, hey guys, we got to pick up the slack and it works for a while. Exactly, and it worked in the second half of game four where it really looked like Miami relaxed a little bit. We got this, we're going to sweep them and Milwaukee and Middleton had an all-in second half and they were able to squeak yeah. out the win. I mean, that's like a kind of boring way of explaining what happened in the second half of the game. I'm asking why, what would the line have been in this game if Giannis were... Guy nice anti-toko umpo. Healthy. Milwaukee would have been minus one. And that is a four or so point adjustment. Well, six, because... Oh, Milwaukee would have been... But Milwaukee was favored by one. Now Milwaukee's plus five and a half. No, no, no. You need to follow me. Like, you don't need to crack me. Honestly, you need to get the answer straight. What I'm saying is the adjustment from game one was what? 
Oh, I see. Yeah, four you po- got it now? Four points. Okay. Yes, thank That's you. Steve Fezzik, I'm R.J. Bell. Steve's worried about me. <laughs> he should be worried about himself. No doubt. And I appreciate it, you know, that you care. I mean, I don't know if you do, but I think you <laughs> are trying to show that you do. Why has the line moved so much? That's the question I'm asking. Or why would it have? Why has the Vegas market's assessment of these teams changed so drastically over a handful of games? Wise guys say... Don't overreact. Relax. Every game doesn't mean life and death. Is that ju- if you had a square sitting here, a, a, a non-professional batter, a typical Barney at the bar, is what I call him sometimes. Sometimes Freddie Fanny Pack. Remember him? Sure. He's down on Fremont Street. Now Freddie's having trouble because he's got his mask on, but he wants to eat his deep-fried donut. He doesn't know what to do. All right, and he's also confused about the lines. And what's he going to think about Miami-Milwaukee? If someone said Milwaukee's better, what would he say? Freddie. He'd say, no way is Milwaukee better. Miami's dominated. He'd say, he'd be eating his, yeah. yeah. But then he'd finally get it out. You're telling me Vegas and Freddie Fanny Pack are somehow in agreement. Why? On offense, Miami shoots the three So you're trying to say this is justified? Yes. Okay. Then if it's justified, nothing you're going to tell me we didn't know a week ago, right? Did we think Miami didn't shoot the three well? No, they've always shot the three well. Okay. So what I'm saying is there's no new revelations here. And is it possible that – I guess this gets to the heart of what makes gambling so interesting. If the Freddie Fanny Pack, if Barney at the Bar were right, then to win – you, it'd be impossible because the majority of people would be betting the right way. If you try to be contrarian, you'd be wrong. The bookie would just collect his vig. I mean, we don't like bookies. We know that much. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. They really are. And some are okay, but not really. But every professional better you know, or is a single one of them a guy that goes with the crowd? That like, Oh, look. That's popular. I want to be over there. Is that how professionals are? No, they tend to be contrarian because that's where the value is bet against the people that are wrong. By definition, Barney at the bar is changing the price. Let's say Barney likes a red car, right? Red's fun. It's like a cherry. He, they like red. Okay, red car might be twenty five thousand, and a yellow car might be nineteen thousand. A contrarian's going to think, "Huh, I don't mind yellow and pay nineteen, or I'll pay 19 and pay 2000 and paint it, then sell it to someone for 25 But Barney's drinking his beer, Freddy's eating his donut or his Twinkies, deep fried, and the contrarian is figuring out how to take their money. What would Barney, why can we act like it's correct that in the Boston Toronto series, Barney, Freddy, and the wise guys are all reacting the same way? Oh my gosh, look, Boston's up 3 2. Toronto got lucky to win game three. Boston's just so much better. They're saying the same thing. Here in the Milwaukee-Miami series, Freddie, (laughs) Barney, and the wise guys are saying the same thing. Oh, Miami's better. 
what is going on? If you don't have an answer, just say, I'm ignorant. I don't know. But, like, I can't explain this any other way. We're reassessing Vegas. We? Vegas. The Sharp guys are reassessing Milwaukee, saying this team is built to clobber bad teams in the regular season. They got a really good bench. And when they go 10 deep, this team's really awesome. And you see that in their point differential the last two years. But when the rotations get shortened, all of a sudden, the starting five is unimpressive, especially if Middleton's not playing like an all-star. He did step up. It's up to five and a half right now as we approach game time. The Miami Heat favored Milwaukee, the underdog. Do you like anything in this game? I am passing this game. Last thing on this game. Now, we did some pregame.com original research here. We looked at net margin, which everyone talks about. Now, what is net margin? Net margin is saying, hey, how many points do you win by when you win? How many points do you lose by when you lose? You add it all up, and on average, you do uh, you know, a certain net margin. So if you're a winning team, you are going to have a positive number most of the time. Now, what's interesting is when a team wins a lot of close games, they can have a great record, and then that margin is actually um, you know, even negative. They can have a good record and have a negative. Sure. So, for example, in the NFL, it's point differential. It's the same concept. Green Bay was 13-3, and three, but their point differential was really modest. It was like they should have been maybe a nine-win team. Yeah, I think they out 60 points was their differential. So 10-6, 9-7, yeah. And in the long run, it doesn't it, – it just – your point differential is right and your record mm. catches up. Would you agree with that? Yes, the close wins and losses even out in the long run. So if you look at Milwaukee, it's historic the fact they're getting beat – AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast, get in the zone, AutoZone. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. So what is the history with Milwaukee? We went and said, let's look at two years, because this year Milwaukee had... The was it eighth best point differential? Ended up being eleventh. It was oh after the bubble. Yeah. Okay, this season. Yes. So they had the eleventh best point differential of all time. And how did the t- ten teams that did better than them finish their seasons? Eight of them won the championship. So let me do the math here. That means eighty percent of teams as good as Milwaukee performed throughout the year won the title. That's pretty good. It's probably not what you expect, and it's pretty bad to be losing in the second round. But then I said, you know, Milwaukee had a pretty darn good point differential last year. Have we ever had a year that someone's done, a team's done so well for two years and came up zeros? And check this out. So if you look at the top eight NBA teams in terms of their two-year net margin, all eight of them won at least one championship over that span. So literally what history told us was if you over a two-year span have one of the top eight-point differentials, you are good enough where you automatically are going to win a title. History says you're going to win a title every time. And Milwaukee, if they don't win the title this year, and they're big underdogs, what are they right now as a series price, Steve? Yeah, so Milwaukee, the latest, minus uh, plus 620. Miami's minus 850. All right, so you're getting over 6-1. to one. Yes. All right, so Milwaukee's a big underdog to even advance in this round. 
Okay, but let's accept the fact they probably aren't going to win the title right now. What's their title odds? If you got that, maybe pull that up. Um, 28 to 1. Tw- so, yeah, so a <laughs> lot better than 50%. They don't win the title. 28 to 1, less than 4%. Okay, um, they would be the first team, Milwaukee, with a two-year net margin better than plus nine points, not to win a championship, and the first ever not to even make a finals. And all eight won at least one championship. So, Mackenzie, right now you're saying Milwaukee would have or does have the six-best two-year of all time. They have the eighth-best, actually. Okay. That's weird. I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, and it says six right here, right? Okay, then it might have been the sixth. I might have just misremembered it, but that, that list oh, is correct. Okay. You, you don't have the list in front of you? Yep, I got it up now. What number is it? The sixth. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting cracked a lot, it seems like. It's, it's kind of weird. Where'd you go to school? Uh, for college, Yale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> One, two, yeah, six. Okay. Now, think about this. If you look at the seventh best team, Philadelphia, during 66 through 68, they won a title. Chicago won a title. Now, the team that didn't was the Spurs, the Spurs between 15 and 17 won zero titles. Okay. Then the Bulls, 94-95 through 96, won one. Lakers. So really out of the top 11, it's Milwaukee and one other team hasn't won a title, correct? And it was the Spurs. Right. Exactly. So think about this, Steve. In history, we're saying two years is going to tell you the story. Right. One year may be fluky. Over two years... Milwaukee by point differential, which I would say the wise guys and the analytics people really respect that number, wouldn't you say? Sure. Yep. I mean, this is not just some number. This is the number. And we're saying that of the 11 best of all time, Milwaukee ranks number six. And only one of the 10 other teams, Milwaukee's one of the 11, didn't win at least one title. So this is not normal. Well, you can say, oh, it's another example of a team that had high expectations. No. Milwaukee is one of the, really, if you just look at the regular season, the sixth best team in history over the last two years. And they're going to get knocked out before the finals, it looks like, for the second time. I don't think people realize how big of a story this is. And they haven't even been competitive, arguably, in the series. They've been massively outplayed. Well, we'll look at the Lakers-Rockets for just a moment or two, and then segue to the NFL. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fez, we'll talk about the Lakers, but this Hopkins contract is interesting. So he had three years left on his contract for 40 mil. This extension was two extra years, 54.5 million over those two years, 42 million plus guaranteed at signing. So overall, now five years, 94 mil through 2024. No trade clause. No tag clause. He got the, the full Monty. But doesn't this maybe make Houston look better? The Texans. If this is what he was asking for, when you got three years left on a deal, why are we talking contract? Right. And I'm not saying they got a good trade for him, because I don't think Houston did, but 
this makes it look like O'Brien maybe wasn't just being capricious with, oh, I don't like this guy. I don't like the cut of his jib. Seems like it's more than that. Yeah, and with expectations like that, let's face it, he could be the best wide receiver in the game over the next four years, and it doesn't give you any competitive advantage because you're paying him like he should be the best wide receiver in the game. Yeah, too much, I think. And we'll see, though, with Arizona. All right, let's do this. When we come back, you don't know this yet. But I'm going to force you to give your best win total of the entire year in the NFL. So this will be like if you could only bet one game when we come back. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, more straight out of Vegas coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Steve Fezzik, special Tuesday duty. Back tomorrow also because it's Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Typically, Jonas also back tomorrow. Fez, I was looking at this net margin thing again. Milwaukee Bucks, and coming up in just a minute, we got two picks from you including your very best NFL pick of the entire offseason, you can still bet it. It's actually a more recent pick, too. Number looks fine. If you look at the best two-year net margins in the NBA, which is how many points you win by effectively, the best team of all time was Kareem's Milwaukee Bucks team, 70 through 72. Then the Bulls, 95 through 97. Then Golden State, 15 through 17. Then Golden State, 15 or 14 through 16. So it's two year periods. Then the Bulls during their first repeat over two years. And then Milwaukee. This year's <laughs> Milwaukee over two years. Think about this 164 games, 82 times two over a two year period. You got Kareem's Bucks, one of the best teams of all time. Two examples of Michael Jordan's Bulls and two examples of the Golden State Warrior dynasty. And that's the only team's better than this Milwaukee team that's entering this game right now as an underdog, a huge underdog, to even advance to the third round. I don't think people realize how shocking this is. Yeah, and the Bucs, uh, to say they've underperformed in the playoffs would be a gross understatement. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their same-day pickup, it's free. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside Visit AutoZone.com today and start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Now, Feds, you're going to give the number three team, San Francisco. Then I'm going to have you do one of these reads so it throws you (laughs) and see if you're going to be able then to continue with your very best bet of the entire season coming up. First, though, third best team in football is? 49ers. Lean under 10.5 wins. Just so 10 and a half wins, lean under why? Because the 49ers, they won 13 games last year, but their defense is going to be worse. Frankly, it was worse the second half of last year. First half of the year, they gave up 13 points per game. It was awesome, that D. Second half of the year, they gave up twice as many points. So the D got much worse over the course of last year. Now, they did get a little better at different points in the playoffs. A lot of people said it was injuries, fatigue. I'm not sure. I think the D early in the year... Like you said, was great. I'm not sure if that's the truth of the 49ers at this point. Yeah, so they got back Tart and D Ford, but they lose to Forrest Buckner. So it's still going to be a problem. Offense, not going to be as good. Wide receiver issues. Number two wide receiver leaves. Number one wide receiver, Samuel, banged up to start the year. And that's Sanders that left. Yes. All right, so you lean under 
but you don't love it. But you got a prop bet. I do. So I'm going to go Kittle, the tight end, to go ahead and go over 1,050 yards. Square. Well, it's square, but, square. It, but it makes a whole lot of sense. He got <laughs> That's a, what the square said. He got 1,050 last year, RJ, and he only played 14 games. Now he should play 16. And with all those wide receivers banged up, I expect Kittle to have more usage. Kittle, over 1,050. I don't like it. In fact, you know what? Press it. I'm pressing the button. That's the thing. If you're new on the show, anytime someone makes a pick, you hear that, it means we bet. Now, we auto bet 100 here because the suits get a little afraid when the numbers get big. (laughs) But still, taking that money is sweet. You got about a minute to tell me the best over under. I'm going to go Philadelphia Eagles season win under nine and a half minus a dollar thirty. A little extra vig on the under. Got to be honest. Eagles won nine games last year. I thought I'd be betting the Eagles over RJ. So you thought last year they were banged up. This year they should be healthy, but they're not. They're not. So now they're having injuries comparable to what they had last year. O line they lose two starters. Wide receiver number two and number three wide receivers are injured. Wentz didn't even practice last week. I got a question also. Is Wentz going to stay healthy with the O line banged up over the course of the year? I'm on the Eagles under nine and a half. And what's the VIG if you go under? Minus 130. So you, you say now if they win nine games, it's a push. Eight games or less. Nine you games win. wins under nine and a half. Oh, it's nine and a half. Yes. So nine games or less, you win. It takes double digit <laughs> wins. And let's be candid this uh, offensive line injuries are great to bet where you're betting against the team hurt because you just don't know. The public doesn't realize how important the offensive line is. And with the COVID, it's going to be harder. Now, Fez, you got about 40 seconds to do this read. I don't want you to feel any pressure. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Lucky you know how to bet. No, actually, that was good. That was over. You know, it's all about expectation. <laughs> I think you went over right there. Now, they might call up and say, what, what's AutoZone? Like, like, say it one more time. AutoZone. Yeah, now that was good. Steve Fezzik, everybody. We're back tomorrow. It's the NFL season. It's going to be fun, and you're going to learn and maybe make some money. We gave you the odds. We do that every day. Next up, one of my favorites, the odd couple. Right out of Vegas! Vegas! 